Hello heroes and heroines, sidekicks and supervillains, welcome back to another episode of Panel Pictures, a podcast about comics and comic book movies. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Zach, and as always, I'm joined by the closest thing we'll get to Lar Fleas, at least in this universe, Cody McKinney. Cody, how you doing, man? Well, I've learned that if I unite all seven tribes of Atlantis, I will become the Ocean Master. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was made perfectly clear to me. In this movie? Actually, it's not even seven. It's just four. You gotta have a majority. You just have to have the majority vote, yeah. And then you will become the Ocean Master. That's true. That's true. You did, will become the Ocean Master. Did you know <laughs> that if you get them all, you will become <laughs> Ocean Master? How many times did they bring that up in this movie? About as many words. Four or five times, like, yeah. I think it's it's at least seven. All right, so if it's not obvious today, we are talking about Aquaman. It's it's funny because I, I listened to our uh, trailer talk episode, which we filmed several months in advance for most of these movies, and we were posting it for, you know, kind of posterity's sake, just to kind of, for reflection, essentially, right? You know, we were, we were pretty cautious and pretty negative about the movie overall. Um, We'd been burned before. I mean, yeah, we had been burned you'd, before. You'd been burned more than me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to say, just starting off the bat here, I did not have a terrible time with this movie. It It's a pretty rough start, but overall, it's it's a pretty en- it's, it's an enjoyable experience. I really liked it. The visuals were interesting. I wish we had maybe gone to one of the fancier theaters to see some of this. Yeah, uh, like we we went to our to our low grade local. Yeah, but I mean, we did save money on that at least, so there's that. But yeah, so Aquaman, Cody. What was your first experience with Aquaman? Can you remember? Uh Justice League, I think, like the the two thousand what two two thousand three animated series. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's the first time I've seen Aquaman. I think. Well, okay. maybe like weird Hanna Barbera Super Friends era, like <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah, maybe yeah. that, but gotcha. pro- like prominently, mm-hmm. like I have more memories of long hair harpoon hand Aquaman mm. than I do orange shirt riding a seahorse Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, that's about the same for me. My my earliest memory of Aquaman is the episode in that Justice League cartoon where he cuts his hand off. Yeah, has a hook on it and everything. God, that was that was it, very impactful for me as a kid because I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, you know, I mean, Aquaman's cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, I thought it was pretty neat, and it's interesting because Aquaman is always the character that people are just ready to crap on. Yeah, and so after that. Aquaman, you know, not on my radar at all, all the way up through my adolescence and high school years. Uh, college rolls around, and that's when I decided to get back into comic books, like, full force, right? And New 52 Aquaman. And then the New 52 Aquaman came out, and that first issue is so good. Oh, yeah. Because it addresses, like, he, he shows up in the streets, and he's all like, can I help you out, gentlemen? You know, the, he's talking to the cops, and the cops are like, oh, we, we don't know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, is he on top of a pothole? And it's like, maybe. And he, like, gets the sewers to rise up and, like, knock the dude out, you know, and everything. And he bounces off, and the cop is like, man, I can't tell the other boys at the station I got saved by Aquaman. They'll never <laughs> let it go, you know. And then the the kicker, though, for that issue for me was when he goes goes to the diner. It's like a, a fish diner, yeah. right? You know, the, the, the waitress is very respectful of Aquaman. He's like, oh, your majesty, I'm so sorry. I, I don't look good and da-da-da. And he's like, no, you're fine. It, it's okay. And uh, she's like, what do, what do you have? And he's like, oh, I'm going to have the fish platter or whatever. And she walks away. And this dude's like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you talk to fish. And he goes, okay, technically I telepathically push them with my mind. He's like, dolphins on the other hand. And this other guy like butts in and he's all like, 
can I interview? I think it's for a podcast. He's like, can I interview you for my podcast or for my like blog or something like that? And Aquaman's like, um, I'm trying to eat. And he's like, come on, come on. He's like, all right, whatever. The guy interviews him and eventually boils down to the question. He's like, what's it like? And Aquaman's like, what do you, what do you mean? What is it like? And he goes, you know, what is it like being everyone's least favorite superhero? Oh God. And Aquaman takes like a handful of doubloons and he like slams them down on the table <laughs> and he's like, it's like this and gets up and walks out. And the white, the, the waitress is like, what am I supposed to do with these? And she, he's like, pay for your kid's college. Yeah. <laughs> like, walks they're, out. They're worth way more. And so like, those kind of Aquaman stories, because it it keep it keeps going too. Like in the New Fifty Two Justice League, um, I haven't read a lot of modern Aquaman because I've I've kind of uh, to be a hundred percent honest, you know, I don't read as many stories as I did in college. There's just so much to keep up with, and com- comics make so many events and tie-ins Content. and reboots and everything, right? Which is another episode in itself that we could talk about but um you know i'll always have fond memories of the new 52 aquaman right but yeah he's in justice league in the new 52 justice league and i i'll i love this because they even put this in the animated uh, movie for the new 52 justice league green lantern and batman and superman and wonder woman they're all like chilling there cyborgs there right aquaman shows up out of nowhere and he's like i could help you with these invaders and green lantern's being all like a dick you know he's like <laughs> Oh yeah, Flash is there. He's like, we got the fastest man alive, the world's greatest detective, an immortal alien, an Amazonian, you know, princess queen, a, a, a half man, half machine, and I've got a weapon made out of pure willpower. He's like, what the hell could you do? And like, more aliens are swooping in, trying to like, you know, pick him up, you know. And Aquaman just like snaps his fingers, and these two big sharks come up and like, oh. boom, eat him, you know. That kind of like self-aware storyline where yeah. everyone just makes fun of Aquaman and then Aquaman just proves them wrong. I always love that. I always thought it was really cool. And Aquaman has a really cool mythos to him. Like, you know, like you're, I mean, even though it was very cheesily done in the movie with yeah, the whole Ocean Master they, thing. They played with it a little bit. I mean, yeah, but it, it, it's got a really interesting, like, sphere to it. It's got, or, or environment, you know, it, it's, it's this blend of, water like, bubble. old world, water bubble. <laughs> <laughs> it's got this blend of, like, old world mythos and new technology and, like, old world customs and trying to, like, adjust to the fact that there's, like, air breathers up there and everything, you know, so Aquaman has some really cool stories. He's got really cool villains, of which, of course, we're going to get into. But overall, I'm going to start the podcast. I'm going to start this episode now that we've kind of laid out some of the, like, the groundwork for how we feel about Aquaman. I wish this movie came out before Justice League. Yes. 100%. I, I 100% wish this movie came out before Justice League because, you know, Wonder Woman is is pretty good movie. I like it a lot. And, uh, it, and it, like, it feels like it could exist, like, pre or post Justice League. Honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, like, I think it would have done better, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. I, yeah. Because that's, that's the, you know, if you were a logical company, that's what you would do is make solo films. And right. Make a, a team up movie, but. right? I don't know why DC's are like, oh, we're going to be super different and do Justice League right off the bat because everyone knows our heroes. But like, <laughs> it took us time to adjust to the the uh, MCU versions of Tony Stark and Cap and, and or all to those. care for that matter, or to care, right? Exactly. You know this just about as well. You you are one of two people on this planet that knows firsthand my rage towards Justice League the movie. Yes. Uh, the other person being my wife, of course. Uh, y'all. I mean, y'all listening to this, I'm sorry if this just ruffles any feathers. I freaking hate the Justice League movie. He hates it a lot. I hate it so bad. And one of the parts that got me the most, one of the parts that stung the most, was Jason Momoa's portrayal of Aquaman in that film. Because it was just bro-siding all day, (laughs) every day. 
And I don't, I'm, I'm fine with like a quote unquote, like edgier Aquaman, you know, whatever. You're, you're fine with a new take. But... I'm fine with a new take, but it's got to have like something to it, right? Yeah. Other than literally like, hey, it's me, Jason Momoa, and I'm just putting on my Aquaman belt and shoes or whatever, <laughs> man. It's like, I'm just fucking Aquaman or whatever, bro. You know, um, because he does a much better job of balancing the, the writers gave him better stuff to work with. Yeah. Obviously it's not like Jason Momoa walked in. He's like, I got better ideas for Aquaman. I'm just going to yeah. be me. Yeah. Right. But, um, <laughs> underwater, right. <laughs> but it's, it's obvious that the writers gave him a better balance of being like an actual hero. And then like this bar drinking douchebag, you know, brosif Aquaman yeah. character. Right. And we got a little bit of that at the beginning of the movie, and then he actually becomes a hero, you know, by the end of it. That should have been before the Justice League movie, because during the Justice League movie, I was like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> Points at Wonder Woman, you're okay, I hate you, I hate you. <laughs> we, got, we got a zombie Superman, emasculated Batman, me- <laughs> mentally deficient Flash. Yeah, so for some reason, just stu- stupid nerdy Flash. Uh, a wall. Dressed as cyborg. <laughs> I'm cyborg. I have no emotions. I'm also because, really mad that I'm cyborg. Because I'm angry. My father did things, and I don't want to be alive. I but know. I am. <laughs> yeah. But I'm. I'm glad we've got Aquaman. I'm glad that we have this movie because you know it's it's on track now to be the highest grossing DC movie. Um, as of recording this, it's short, I think, 20 million of Dark Knight Rises, which I think they can do 20 million. Okay, easy. Easy. So we'll see. If it doesn't overtake Dark Knight Rises, then hey, that's a really close second, and that's good. You know, that's, yeah. that's great. I'm glad that this movie is getting the attention it wants versus, you know, I don't know, something like fucking Suicide Squad or, you know, Batman versus Superman. I will gladly dunk on those movies whenever. Every day. Every but, day. Like, why like why do you think this is the one though do you want to be honest yeah because you, dc dc's been like leaning a lot on cg for some reason yeah like for all these huge scenes and that's not to say that the, the marvel doesn't have a lot In, of CG. entire cg movie. right right like black panther unfortunately does suffer from like too much cg in my opinion right that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a fucking amazing movie i mean heck guardians of the galaxy takes place in space and it feels like it has less cg than right. Black panther exactly <laughs> And so that's I think I think this balanced that that like overuse of CG better than Justice League than Batman versus Superman right than uh, Suicide Squad because okay riddle me this Batman remember the end of Suicide Squad like how it was just a big old cloud in the sky yeah it was a giant swirling dumpster cloud in the sky and Enchantress is just covered in all of the dirt exactly exactly and, <laughs> and so like the and so when we get to the end of aquaman and you know if you're listening to this we're, i mean we're going to be talking about the plot anyway so spoilers but you know there's that huge battle between like ocean master and aquaman yeah even though there's a lot going on the way they shot all the cgi you can everything. tell it's two dudes fighting exactly you can tell it's like multiple people like jumping around and doing it's 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 cleaner yeah. right so there's that. I think that's one big reason that it's just overall a cleaner, easier to digest movie. Uh, number two, it's not as convoluted as Batman versus Superman, Justice League, or Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. You've got Aquaman to keep up with. You've got uh, Mera to keep up with. Yeah. You've got Black Manta, Ocean Master, Norman Osborn. 
Oh. <laughs> now I can't think of his character. <laughs> Damn it, Cody. <laughs> Shit, what is his character? You, as soon as you did that, it's like you took a, a, a an eraser to the whiteboard in my mind, and you're like, burp. <laughs> the itsy bitsy spider was oh, underwater. Fuck off. What is his name? <laughs> uh, Nudis. Nudis Volko. All right. Ah, anyway, so um, Nudis, right? I, I mean, and and, the, and he's like a minor character along with Aquaman's dad and mom yeah, and he, stuff like that. So he, you don't really have to focus on keeping up with those characters yeah. as much. So you've got like four main characters really to keep up with. And being, then like four supporting And four characters. supporting characters, right? Versus, you know, with Batman versus Superman, Batman, Superman, you've got Lex Luthor, you've got um, uh, Jimmy Olsen, you've got Lois Lane. He only had Jimmy Olsen for like a second. You know what I'm getting at, though. <laughs> like, it's, it's just like a, it's just like a bunch thrown in there, right? Yeah. And then, you know, with Justice, God help Justice League, you know, you've got like everybody and their brother and then fucking Suicide Squad's even worse because it's like, hey, check out this character. Whole piece dead you know <laughs> it's, just, it's like did we even say his name was slipknot yeah Maybe. right i don't remember so you know i think i think the story is a lot easier to digest i think that the visuals are easier to digest and i'm not gonna lie i think making jason momoa eye candy definitely helped maybe a little bit yeah. they, they did a reverse margot uh margot robbie is that her name yeah, yeah, they, yeah they did a reverse margot robbie uh so instead of harley quinn they're just like Ladies yeah, and, I mean, uh, and gentlemen and everyone else in between. You see these pecs? Yeah, yeah. you can crack an egg on those. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> literally just like a lot of situations where people and their significant others are like, you want to go see Aquaman? And they'd be like, yeah, I want to go see Aquaman, but you never wanted to go see any of the other movies before. <laughs> yeah, well, this th- one's th- different. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always a big fan of him in the Super Friends. It's like, right? it's, really, the dude dressed in the orange shirt with the, the purple seahorse, you, you were into that. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> way better than any other hero. <laughs> Oh Lord! But yeah, so that's that's my thing. I think I think this is just a more approachable movie. I think that's also what made Wonder Woman better, right? Yeah. Um, maybe it didn't do as well box office wise, but people love it and it's, because it's got a fresh take on a, on, a, on a lesser known character. It's a generally good movie. It's a generally good movie. There's less crap to keep up with. The only reason Infinity War has done so well is because they took 10 years yeah. to plot the map out and gave you 10 years to, to learn to everybody. To do your homework and, and, and all that stuff. And right? they even introduce a bunch of new characters in there. You, they, crap, I don't even know half their names, but like. But I mean, it works, right? Yeah. But see, that's the thing. DC wants to rush all this crap out and it blew up in their face. And now they're like, oh, well, uh, never mind. We're not going to do the DC universe anymore. We're just going to do like separate universal stories. And that's why we have a fucking Joker movie coming out that no one asked for. You know, mm, you, did not, you did not ask for this. I didn't ask for you it. You did not I'm ask not, for this. I wouldn't have said no to it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, like I think they, I think they're throwing this for a loop. Honestly, I think that they're going to make like four solo movies, and then they're going to make another Justice League movie. I mean, I, probably because I mean they haven't disowned their canon. That's true. They mentioned Steppenwolf in the movie. Oh God, yeah, that's right. They do. So they do. We got a Black Manta and an Ocean Master. We do. And we had Lex Luthor and Deathstroke on a boat. That's true. Saying that we're going to have to make uh, League of Evil. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're right. You're right. All right, Cody. Let's just jump into this movie. Movie. Um, again, we're we're gonna. This isn't gonna be like our older movie reviews where we go through you know the older DC and Marvel movies and all that stuff. We're not gonna go point by point with all the yeah, plot and everything. And we're trivia. gonna hit the high points. We're just gonna hit the high points. Let you know what we think about stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll just go from there. But to uh, to put everybody in the mindset, if you haven't seen this movie yet, like I want you put to put this on pause. Okay, hey, welcome back. <laughs> oh wait, no. Well, I was gonna say. 
Like, if you haven't seen it yet, I want to set the tone of the Yo, movie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, uh, imagine you, you sat down to watch Aquaman, and you started watching Phantom Menace, but then you, like, swapped channels to, like, Thor Dark World, then you swapped channels again to, like, Black Panther, and then you started watching Aquaman. <laughs> Is that how you feel? Like, I feel like if you took all three of those movies and clustered them together... Into the first, like, 30, 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got, like... That's that's absolutely fair. So, Cody and I, when we went when we went to go see this movie, uh, there was a lot of, like, our friends and a couple of different articles that we had seen, and uh, I didn't read any in-depth, but a lot of our friends and colleagues and, and, and people that we trust, you know, reading articles from, they all were like, this is the best DC movie ever, this is really good, and things like that. And, and that, that, I will admit, it, it did affect my perception going in because I, I had higher hopes than yeah. usual because usually I walk into movies and I'm like fuck it especially you know, DC like, movies well like I mean it, and that's not because it's a DC movie it's just because I mean I do that with Star Wars films I do that with some of the Marvel movies you know I'm, I'm like just just try to entertain yeah me. and that's you're all. you're not like me you don't sit down and watch the trailers like 17 times yeah. or anything like that right so we, I come in with high hopes. Uh, Cody and I get situated, you know, and we're watching this movie. And it starts pretty strong. It starts with, you know, the nice love story between Aquaman. Jango Fett. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, so I did. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. So, no, I um, I remember, like, it starts with Aquaman's dad and, and his mom, you know. And I was looking at, at um, uh, is it Arthur? What's, it, what's his name? What um, name oh shoot. shoot! 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 It's uh, what's what's Aquaman's dad's name? Thomas Curry. Thank you. So it starts with Thomas Curry, and I'm looking at that actor, and I'm like, that guy is super familiar. I'm like, I know who that is. And they, they want de-aged him for that beginning of that right, movie too. Right. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I don't want to just make a big old blanket cover guess, you know, or whatever. And finally, I lean over to to Cody, and I'm like, is that Django Fett? Is that Timur Morrison? <laughs> and he was like. Yeah. And I was like, damn it, I knew it. <laughs> He's the only Hawaiian man in Maine. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're up in Maine. There's a Hawaiian guy running a lighthouse. In Maine. In Maine. I don't know, man. But anyway, so we go through the origin story. Uh, you know, Aquaman's dad meets uh, his mother. Turns out she's from Atlantis. They have a baby. And then one day they're enjoying themselves, you know. And... <laughs> And fucking the Power Rangers four, show up. Four white Power Rangers just blast through the walls, and they're like, "Come with us!" <laughs> and, and by this point, we're sitting there like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> because here's this thing about this movie, guys. Every time there's a quiet moment for you to digest something or there to will, absorb something, there will be an explosion. There will be an explosion to interrupt it, followed uh, by Power Rangers. Follow, followed by Power Rangers or someone, you know, but usually Power Rangers. <laughs> and, and, and we're not exaggerating. This happens literally three to four times in this movie. And these dudes look cool underwater, but when you put them on land, yeah, these Atlantean they, warriors, they look like Power. They Rangers. look like the Lionsgate Power Rangers. Uh, you know, which, helmets and all I, which i mean i enjoyed that movie but like it's just weird seeing that and and when you when you consider like because later it explains that there's like water in their helmets keeping them like hydrated but um, like they've got light speed rescue exactly. helmets they do, they do they do they do they have light speed rescue helmets they got the lights in there uh you know it's just uh yeah yeah they even have laser guns and you know all that crap 
But anyway, Aquaman's mom dispatches them quickly, and she's just like, as long as I'm here, they're going to like try and find me. You know, it's too dangerous. You know, wait here at this dock every day at sunrise, and I will eventually return. So, you know, years pass. And then we, we get to one part where it's like kind of like the formative years for Aquaman, and he's out at an aquarium, you know, and people are making fun of him. They're like, oh, look, Arthur's talking to the fish. And then he gets like all the fish in the aquarium behind him. I really like that. Yeah, and, and they're just looking at everybody. Yeah. And that shark that just shark starts like, like slamming its head. Yeah. So, you know, that's 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 a good time. Um it's 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 a good way to start developing the character. It's after this though that the movie starts taking some really weird ass turns. So we go we go like a couple of years forward in the future. Basically Aquaman's an adult at this point, and then we see a sub, right? Yeah. So we see the submarine, it's chilling, and this weird looking ship, like that looks vaguely like a manta. Yeah, it looks vaguely like <laughs> Like a, a, a manta ray plops on down top of the sub. There, the uh, the the people inside the sub are like, "What's going on?" You know, it opens up and these dudes come in, dispatch them, and everything. And they also look like Power Rangers. And they, all, yeah, everyone looks like a damn Power Ranger in this movie. <laughs> Um, so they dispatch the, the, the sub crew, you know, and everything. And the rest of the crew is like hiding in a room or something like that. And this is where we're introduced to Black Manta and his dad, right? So we, dad Manta. Dad Manta, as he will now be known. So Dad Manta basically gives Black Manta like this knife that he's like, oh, you know, your grandpa was one of the best frogmen in World War II. This was his knife. They called him the Manta because like he just like skidded across the water and like got, got whatever he wanted, you know. He was like, I'm proud of you, son. You know, we get a little bit of building there, character building. Meanwhile, you've just killed like several people and there's more people hiding in a torpedo bay. Exactly, exactly. And this is the perfect time for a for a heart to heart between father and son. <laughs> right. So then we get to like one of the guys is on the radar or the, excuse me, the sonar. And he's all like, sir, there's something coming at us. And he's like, is it a ship? And he's like, I don't know. And then they look and it's like, it looks like a man. And then <laughs> Aquaman just like busts in and he's all like, permission to come aboard. Dun, and, dun, dun. and so we get the guitar riff, the first guitar riff. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. and it does this. Every time Aquaman does something for the first bit of the movie, he's just like every time he punches someone or he looks at someone kind of edgy, it's like like and he looks dun, right dun, into dun, the dun. camera. He, it's basically him looking into the camera. It's like, hey, what's up, I'm Aquaman? <laughs> I wish I wish every time I did something at work like that would I wish I, like if I walked every into my class every time you write a paper every time I walked into my class I was like you guys ready for that quiz today and my, and my students look at me and they see me and it's like <laughs> I will pay someone to walk around with a guitar and an and amp just so I can be like I graded your tests here they are <laughs> Uh, I come, I'm back home and <laughs> I'm like, Hey babe, what's for dinner? And she turns around and she's like leftovers. <laughs> it's just weird. So eventually Aquaman, you know, course fights, uh, dad mana and black mana and, uh, get into this big brawl. And of course, eventually dad mana like is pinned under this torpedo. The, the, the submarine is starting to flood, right? And Aquaman has already gotten the, the rest of the crew that, you know, were originally on there. That He's got them off the sub. They're above water and everything. This is where we get to a really weird part in the development of the Black Manta character. Because if Aquaman had just looked down and seen, like, that Black Manta was trying to help his dad from, like, under the, 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 the torpedo that he's pinned under. Yeah. You know, and then just gone on up. That would have been fine. So it would have been cold. It would have been cold, right? But instead, they try to make Aquaman cold through this weird exchange because, like, you know, Black Man is, like, trying to pull the torpedo off of him and everything. He looks up at Aquaman. And he's like, you got to help him. And he's like, you got... And then Aquaman's like, you took a bunch of innocent lives. You got to help yourself now, you know. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, bye. And so I think that 
additional dialogue took it a bit too far because it would have been more dramatic if Aquaman just looked down and had seen Black Manta like trying to pull his dad out, you know, and everything, and then just like walked on yeah, up d- the ladder. Did the Batman, I don't have to say, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, of course, Dad Man is all like, you got to get out of here and you got to kill that son of a bitch, you know, making the obvious even more obvious because like it, we all know he's going to be Black Manta yeah. and be a villain. So why make it so obvious? It's like, you got to get revenge on that son of a bitch. And like, then- and because I don't want to drown, I'm going to pull out a grenade and exactly. blow myself up. Yeah, so the dad bl- dad man blows himself up, and Black Man is all like, oh, blah, my dad's dead, and gets in his <laughs> ship and you know goes off. So after that, we get to the part where we start seeing uh, Orm, who is Aquaman's brother. Half-brother. Half-brother, right? Um, sorry, well, I, I call all my brothers brothers, and they're <laughs> technically half-brothers. But we, we see Aquaman's half-brother, thank you, Cody, who, of course, is, you know, uh, Ocean Master as well. But anyway, we get to this part where he's trying to, like, basically bring all seven oceans together. He's trying to wage war on the, the air breathers on up on land, you know, and everything. He's very insistent that, you know, it's time for those who dwell in the ocean to rise up, you know, and take over the world, find their rightful place. They're polluting our seas. And like, and that's what I did like about... He, he's not a, he's an anti-hero. He's not a villain. Yeah, that's what I liked about him because, I mean, it, it is true. Like, you, you know, we, we, God, we are fucking up our oceans. Like, I, it makes me so sad every time I get on Facebook because one of my friends is like, look at this picture of this garbage of, you know, island of garbage or whatever. And I'm like, no, please. You know, I was already sad enough today. Uh, you know, he's he's basically Ocean Master's, uh, you know, trying to talk to... Oh, shoot, what's Mara's father's name? I always forget off the top of my head here. Dadlantis. Nereus. Nereus, right. Dadlantis, right. So Ocean Master's talking to Nereus, and he's like, we got to bring the tribes of the oceans together. And of course, Nereus is all like, you're just doing this, so you'll become... The Ocean Master. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they don't. They don't have the guitar riff in there, but I'm just throwing that one in there. And they make it very, very, very clear throughout the movie about four or five times. In case you've never heard Ocean Master's name before. If yeah, if you rule four out of seven oceans, majority ruling, right? You're the, you're ocean, the ocean Master. master. But anyway, so he's like, you're just doing this to become Ocean Master. Orm, of course, is like, no, no, I'm not. I'm just worried about our safety and that kind of thing. And, and then, that's, then that, all of a sudden a sub shows up out of nowhere. Right, so the sub that, the sub that Aquaman was on earlier. With, Speaking of a quiet moment being... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. they, they've been having this nice right. civil discussion. They're, they're having this discussion in this, like, in this, like, flooded... Uh, I think this uh, is the first time the trope happens. Right. So oh, the, no, I know the second time. Second time, the yeah, first second time, time yeah. The Power Rangers. Right, so the second time this happens, like, they're having a quiet discussion, and we're like, we're, we're, we're all contemplative as an audience, right, and we're watching this, and all of a sudden it's like... Boom. Yeah, right. And that's when I look at Cody. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Like, why is why is all these like plot points and narrative points keep getting interrupted by explosions? You know? So when they look over and there's the submarine that Aquaman and Black Man have fought on, and of course they're like, oh, the land breathers, they found us, they're trying to fight us, you know. So of course Orm goes up there, makes up makes a huge show out of it, takes his dad try his dad's like, tried rips, rips it in half, sinks it and everything, and that's when um Mara's father, you know, is all like, Oh, well, maybe you're right. It's maybe it's time we start unifying all the oceans together. You know, and then that's when we learn that Ocean Master basically paid Black Mana to steal that sub and and stage yeah. it. You know, and he's all like, it was barely you know moving by the time it got to where I'm at. And Black Mana was like, well, it did its job. You know, and yeah. they pay him in gold and everything. And uh, Black Mana is like, wait, I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I just want Aquaman's <laughs> head or some shit like that, right? So that's where we start seeing the development, the plot point. You know, yeah. that, that Black Mana is going to take his revenge. Also, so, you get you see a cool like 
water hologram effect thing. Oh yeah, so that was really neat too. And like, and that's another reason I think this movie did well because it, when it did do effects, you know, it did something like that, right? They do a projection of Ocean Master made out of water, right? That black man is talking to, and that was really well done. It wasn't over, like, it wasn't cheesy, right? Yeah. It was, it was. It just, looked plausible. It looked plausible. It looked cool. It looked plausible within the realm if we're if we're in the headspace of Atlantean yeah. underwater space technology, whatever, right? But anyway, we move on. So Aquaman is at this bar at this lighthouse with his dad his dad his dad is like out drinking him you know and everything and we get to this weird little plot point where they you know they see the on the news it's like oh uh, sources say it was the aquaman that you know helped out this submarine of russian sub pilots you know his dad's like are you doing that and he's like oh no dad i'm not a hero i'm just a dude that drinks you know (laughs) just a man i'm just a man (laughs) that lives in the aqua (laughs) i like water but but we move on. So this guy like taps Aquaman on the shoulder. You that fish guy from the TV? No, he says, "Are you that fish boy?" Oh, and then he's like, "Oh he's yeah, like, yeah." He's, he's, specifically, fish boy from the TV. And he's like, "Technically, it's fish man." And you think they're gonna have a brawl? <laughs> and he pulls out his phone. And he's like, "Can I get a picture with you?" Just it would just be cool. And it's in it's a phone in a pink case. With, and like, like you're subverting the trope of like, "Oh, right. he's gonna get into a bar fight." Right. So they have all these selfies and they're all drinking and shit like that. But eventually, like Aquaman gets his dad in the truck and they start dr- about to drive off. And then and Mira's just standing. Mara, there. Mara pops out of nowhere. Like comes, literally just awkwardly in full Atlantean green. Yeah, comes <laughs> in her costume, right? And she's all like, hey, shit's about to go down, Aquaman. You need to take your rightful place, you know, at the throne of Atlantis. And of course, he's all like, no, I helped you out <laughs> once. I'm done. You know, let's not do this. And she's like, you know, you need to be king. He's like, I'm no king. You know, hops in the car and they drive off, right? As they drive off. So this is where the third... <laughs> The like contemplative was, point gets interrupted by something like explosive or big or stupid. The movie has no chill no, in the first 30 minutes. No, it doesn't because Aquaman and his dad are talking in the truck. They're having this like conversation. And his dad kind of like passes out. Yeah, so like, his dad passes out. The and whole then, time in the background, you can see. Yeah, so so they're like, they're talking. Everything's fine. Dad passes out from drinking too much. And then that quiet moment again is interrupted by a... And giant you, tidal and wave. And you look over, and then they look over in the truck, and there's this big tidal wave happening. Like, houses and ships are being swept up and everything. He's like, oh, crap. Burr. And I look at Cody, and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> like, I initially thought Mira did it because she was mad. Right. And it's because, because no, it doesn't, like, say who did it. There's yeah. no, like, structural, there's no plot structural point to, like, say, like, this happened, right? So, of course, Aquaman tries to outdrive it. He doesn't. Mira comes in and, like, saves him. Um, and then he pulls his dad out of the truck. His dad has got water in his lungs. And Mira, she water bends Mira, sh- Mira basically shows, yeah, that she has the ability to water bend and pulls the water out of his dad's lungs. It's to actually save him. aquakinesis, but water bending is a far better <laughs> it's way catchier that, that, that's the millennial way to, to say that what she did <laughs> wait what <laughs> water bending's the millennial well, you know, way because a, a gen x aquaman fan would call it aquakinesis but we will call it water bending oh because we Lord. Uh, water bending is a millennial thing now along with avocado toast apparently so if you do water bending you're millennial yeah <laughs> that's the rule all right same way you don't call him the emperor you call him Darth city oh my lord anyway <laughs> so um so yeah so eventually mara saves his dad he's all like thanks you know and everything and she's just like do you see what i'm talking about and he's like yeah i, I get it you know so we get some news footage <laughs> so we get some news footage and it shows like this this like everything's been wrecked you know no one knows what who caused this or whatever then like the most insular dude who's basically playing uh, Giorgio Sukalos, the ancient aliens guy but he's for the ancient Atlanteans yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's the Atlanteans 
Like, you know, the, just the craziest concept that you could, like, suppose for this thought process. Like, no, they tore up our warships and, like... Yeah, so, yeah, this is when we start seeing this conspiracy theorist, you know, and he's like, it's the Atlanteans, and they're like, you're crazy. And then, of course, you know that guy's gonna fucking show up at some point, because, yeah. like, why would they show footage of some dude being like, it's the Atlanteans, yeah, it's we'll, the thing that we're talking about. We'll get back to that. Yeah. So, uh, after Mara helps save Aquaman's dad, they, like, go meet with Volko, and Volko is this guy... He's basically, he served um, Aquaman's mother when she was the queen of Atlantis. And he's this guy that kind of like would visit Aquaman throughout his youth and train him to like swim underwater and, and, and he's like, a mentor. Yeah. A mentor figure. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of like a, um, he's like a Batman to a Robin figure kind of deal here. He's like teaching Aquaman how to be Aquaman. Right. Whereas Batman would teach Robin how to be Batman eventually. And, uh, throughout the whole time, you know, Aquaman keeps asking, when can I see my mom? When can I see my mom? And Volko's like, well, later when you're ready, you know? <laughs> And then, of course, you know, we, we get to one training montage where Aquaman, of course, then learns, like, his mom has been banished. As to the trench. As, to the trench. <laughs> and so, you know, he gets mad and everything. And that's when we see, like, th- that disconnect. And we see that Aquaman doesn't really want to see Volko because he's this dude who lied that yeah. his mom was alive the whole time. So they meet up with Volko in this, like, air bubble in Atlantis. And I want to, before we get to this next plot point, so Mera and Aquaman get in this ship which is fine you know it's whatever which is just well, like it's just awkwardly in the middle of the city like, no 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 underneath it's, it's, everything it's in a it's in a storage container underwater remember oh i thought you're talking about the actual where they meet up with volco they're no, in no, like no, an no, old no, no, pirate no, ship no 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 so they, they i'm talking about how they get to atlantis oh, right okay. so they get they get into the uh this ship that's in a storage container but here's the weird part so they get to atlantis right and there's like these three traffic lanes of water coming in and out of atlantis yeah. of cars like it looks like Atlantean it looks like tra- atlantis this is where traffic. you get to the the phantom menace bit where it feels like you're on underwater Coruscant because like they have they have like a station that is scanning ships as it goes into Atlantis and they have these giant laser turrets outside the walls of Atlantis and so I'm sitting here and I'm like okay look you can sell me on the fact that Atlantis was this like ancient you know civilization with a bunch of tech that got sunk underwater right but they had to rebuild is what they're getting at right they're like oh we were super advanced with all of our steampunk atst walkers and shit like that and then we all got forced underwater some of us developed gills and lungs and shit like that some of us turned into crab men some of us turned into crab people um (laughs) you know whatever this is where i kind of i was like this is too much the 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 laser turrets the the border control the the fucking Atlantis traffic with all the the aqua cars and oh, the aqua ships to, and then the arena scene but we'll get to yeah, that yeah right so <laughs> I just I don't know I I feel like Atlantis should have been a little bit more mythical and a little less tech yeah but to feed into the whole story I guess they had to have some easier ways to explain like the tech to it and everything yeah well I mean I as bad as I hate to make this comparison because it but it feels apt. I feel like they were just like, all right, well, like, uh, they made uh, Asgard, like, science mythical, and they made, like, Wakanda rural African, like, tech mythical. But see, like, the the differences with that, though, is, like, Asgard had a fucking rainbow bridge with an ancient-ass guardian that guarded it, right? 
they didn't have guys doing border control with computers and scanners <laughs> and all that shit. They they had Heimdall guarding it, right? Yeah. They also didn't have computers in Asgard. Well, I mean, Heimdall's border, border control, like no. <laughs> but you, what I'm saying you is, show that's, up in Asgard, that's different. That's different, though. That's like an ancient guardian that fits the motif of an ancient civilization, right? Versus yeah. this is an ancient civilization that's gone underwater and had to rebuild, and it's like, oh, by the way, we got computers and shit. I just like all fucking right, why? I, I, I get where you're getting that. Yeah, and but see, and with Wakanda, it's like, hey, we you know mind all this vibranium that's our export right and then basically because vibranium is so versatile we were able to technologically advance ourselves you know like 300 years ahead of everyone right so that's why it, those two work for me this does not work for me i'm like this is way too much damn tech for these fish people right <laughs> all right fair enough but anyway so we, we so eventually like aquaman and mara they pass border control right and She's they got they, diplomatic immunity <laughs> right she has diplomatic immunity they find this old pirate ship that has an air bubble there right and so they meet volko there volko's all like hey long time no see aquaman's like you're an ass what are we doing here <laughs> we got a quiet moment yeah. for some we exposition quiet, <laughs> we got a quiet moment for some exposition so volko's like you got to find the the trident of uh poseidon atlantis shit what is the name it's, of that? it's not yeah. a it's, it's that king, the king dude. Atlant, oh, f- me. What? Aslan? Atlanta? Ad- Ad- Atlanta. No, no, it's not, it's not Atlanta. It's like Adlan or something like that. Hold on a second here. Try oh, Atlan. Yeah. Atlas. Aslan. So Volko says he's got to go find the trident of Atlan, who used to be the king of all seven seas, right? And with that, he could be like the undisputed ruler of He Atlant. could be the Ocean Master. He could be Ocean Master, right? It's Literally, this movie should have just been called Ocean Master instead of Aquaman. Of course, Aquaman's all like, that's a myth. You're stupid, you know? And he's just like, I'm no. a man. Yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> but... Of course, as soon as we get to a a pause in the exposition and the plot point, boom! <laughs> Power Rangers! <laughs> More explosions. Jesus Christ, that was loud in my ears. Sorry, I didn't Do mean to yell at this? that. Do you see I this, I apologize. Cody? Do you see that? I thought I was, like, projecting no, that direction. No, like, point your mouth that way. I apologize. Uh, no, it's okay. Oh, so anyway, so it's like, boom, there's another explosion. Power and Rangers. Power Rangers show up. This time we have a Red Ranger, and he just beats the <laughs> shit out of Aquaman. Because he's the Red Ranger. And they arrest him. You know, Orm basically says, like, hey, look, I'm going to give you the chance to, like, leave and never come back. You know, I this is my place where I rule, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, Aquaman being Aquaman is all like, no, man, I'm going to challenge you for the throne. And, of course, like, Volko and Mera are like, what don't the, do that. What are you doing? And he's like, no, I got to do it, man. I'm Aquaman. I'm buff and I'm ready to roll. Because <laughs> so, I'm a man. Because I'm a man. <laughs> And so <laughs> he didn't actually did he ever actually uh, say no like, he never said that but okay. like that's that's how every like interaction should be because i'm a boy because because i'm a man but <laughs> anyway so warm is less of a man right right <laughs> So eventually they uh, make their way to this like ring of lava underwater and they start suiting up and Aquaman's like, this is where we're fighting. Yeah, no big deal. And the ceiling above them opens up and it gets lifted up and Ocean Master and Aquaman basically have to have this fight in front of this huge crowd in an arena around an actual like active volcano. And then there's octopuses playing like drums. Oh, that's right. It's it's the Phantom Menace. This fucking like snorkels, like Flintstone (laughs) shit where it's like like an octopus was playing drums and shit i was really half expecting some like little mermaid like sea turtles to be strumming a harp or something like that god i, I forgot about that <laughs> and i remember that was the part where i really looked at you and i was like what 
is this movie (laughs) like what are we here because there's parts i'm like really digging about this movie and then there's parts i'm like this is fucking ridiculous how did we get here why are we here exactly so anyway we move along uh aquaman fights ocean master gets his ass handed to him we get some really like in my opinion really rough cgi fights rather than like actual uh stage combat yeah which they they had to save some money for like the later effects i guess in the movie and they just they were like i guess their thought process was we can like this will be cool enough to watch that people won't dissect it for being like eh right in terms of cg exactly but anyway so uh uh basically orm breaks aquaman's trident which was his mother's right and he's all like i'm the rightful ruler yada yada my yada. trident has never seen defeat exactly <laughs> my dad's he's, he's my dad's <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna kill aquaman mara swoops in takes him into a ship they they escape and this is where those laser turrets come in because they are escaping the city and they're like shoot them down <laughs> So we get this like fucking like attack of the clones like chase scene through through a space city (laughs) with like lasers and torpedoes and shit and locking systems and ships and I'm like this is too damn much I was like this is too damn much and then all the turrets lock onto everything. So, like, eventually, like, Mara and Aquaman eject out of their ship. They 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 tank it into some lava outside of Atlantis, right? They to give make the it idea, look like they're dead. Make it look like they're dead. Um, they eventually... Uh, <laughs> they gotta go to the Sahara. They have to go to the Sahara Desert. So, this is where I really looked at Cody, and I was like, <laughs> I'm about to leave. Because... <laughs> They go to South Africa. No shit. Where did they, where's the Sahara? Located? North Africa. North Africa. Thank you. They uh, they go to North Africa, and Africa by Toto, a remix of it, With is playing. Is playing, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, why? Why is this playing now? Meanwhile, we're only about 25 minutes into this. Bitch. Exactly. I know. I know. I know. Like, this review might go on longer than we planned, but there's so much to talk about. So they. They get into this plane. They they and this is where we had the scene in the trailer that you and I just fucking couldn't <laughs> Red comprehend, heads. right? Like Mare jumps out and he's all like, "She jumped out without a parachute." And he's like, "Redheads, what can you do?" Oh, like it was an Australian dude too in Africa. He's like, "She jumped out without a parachute." Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, "Redheads, what are you gonna do?" And jumps out. I I still don't fucking yeah, whatever, right? <laughs> so they land in the desert and. Uh, <laughs> Mara's all like, I don't know why you like what I like what you like about the surface world. Just look at this. And he goes, Well, this is one part of it. He's like, We've got trees and mountains and nice things. And then he falls through like a mound of sand. And they end up in this they call it the the deserter kingdom, right? Yeah. And meanwhile, like every every time we go to a new location, we gotta get some text to tell us where we are. Oh, that's right. You, yeah. Because you couldn't follow the plot. Exactly. Everywhere everywhere we go, there's more text. It's like this is the blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Appreciate I, picked, it. I picked up on that because I'm an adult that has listening comprehension skills but we they they make their way under underground they're looking for basically like the map to the trident right and so they get in there and mara's all like oh we need water to activate this thing because it's made with you know atlantean technology so she water bends some sweat off of aquaman's forehead drops it on there they get the message and it's like oh follow this map you know it's a more it's like a national treasure convoluted plot point and then aquaman looks at that thing he's like oh we need to water on it (laughs) He, he looks at it, he says, oh, we needed water on that? You could have just peed on it, right? <laughs> so I just, I look at it like... I, you were so done by this I point. I was so fucking done with this movie at this point. But between this point and the next part, like, we see Black Mana get some Atlantean technology from Orm, right? And he's all like, he's like, you can use this to hunt Aquaman. And Black Mana's like, okay, great. So he, he retrofits it to make it look like the Black Mana costume. Yeah, and like, and like, he gets this awesome, like, laser gun thing. Yeah. And 
like Orm's hologram just like it's new so we don't really know like how to effectively use it yeah and like Black Mantis first th- first thought process is I'm gonna play some new age music and I'm gonna turn it into a helmet yeah so he's like <laughs> in his I can't it's like a base or is it a sub I forget where he's at I, I assume it's on the like the Manta sub thing yeah so he's he's in the ship and he's like just playing with it you know and he's like I want to take this unstable Atlantean laser and turn it into a fucking helmet and then he makes a tiny helmet oh yeah that's right he makes a tiny helmet blasts it and, he's and like, it explodes the helmet yeah he's like I'm gonna do it need a bigger helmet you know <laughs> so i guess that's the, that was the the plot point then why his helmet was so big yeah. i don't know i just i mean he could have just made a big helmet i yeah. guess but I it, it was for the joke of just like this is gonna look ridiculous but now you know why exactly exactly so aquaman and mara eventually find their way into sicily italy and they mara starts seeing like the the good uh, above water and everything those delicious roses yeah she, aquaman gets her some flowers and she just takes a big chomp out of them eats them and she's like mm, not bad we we eventually like realize that the the bottle that the clue came in is like a spyglass and he's got to put it into a statue and everything and and you know there's another quiet, quiet moment with some plot with some plot some exposition and as soon as they realize where they need to go by looking like because the statue's like holding the bottle right they yeah. look through one end and out the bottom is like the compass that shows them where they need to go and as soon as they realize oh that's where we need to go boom there's another explosion <laughs> more and more, power and more power rangers show up for no reason you know <laughs> and black manta and black mana. so and they're all red rangers this time so you right. know it's serious business right so this is where the movie actually starts turning into a good movie like this was like by the time black mana is introduced fully suited up this is where we start getting less ridiculous writing this is where we start getting less ridiculous plot points that just are kind of weird and this is where we start getting a, a developed aquaman character that has a struggle between being like a regular blowjo dude you know on uh, being a human as yeah. he wants to be and being the king of atlantis right and this is and, and i appreciate the fact that they explored that theme of like he doesn't think he needs to be king and that therefore that's what makes him a good king right yeah. i like that they explored that you know throughout the movie and, and several of the different plot points and everything but anyway so they they have a humongous fight scene throughout Sicily, Italy. This old lady gets her house messed up. They have a really bad physical gag where one of the Atlantean guards gets his mask broken and he looks at a toilet and he's like, <gasps> and he puts his face water. in the toilet. He's like, oh, water. And I looked over at Cody. I was like, ha, ah, I get it because he needs water and it's and a then toilet. He has this one ranger who's just like running through houses. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Running through walls and shit. That was great. So this fight scene was actually pretty well choreographed. There wasn't as much stupid, in my opinion, CG fighting as like between the first like ocean master aquaman fight you know this is what i really wanted because i'm a big proponent of 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 you know choreographed fight scenes of actual stunts because that's what makes these movies come to life right i i mean obviously you can't do uh, a prosthetic thanos you can't do a prosthetic uh you know fucking uh giant seahorse for aquaman to ride on that kind of thing right but you can put some dudes in some suits exactly you can you can do things to make them more realistic and that's where i think if if directors and stunt choreographers and everything take the time to make these look realistic you start getting scenes like this that are enjoyable and they do suspend your disbeliefs i mean right? and it's a really cool like just the like aquaman versus black manda thing he's got his like like super hidden blade things yeah and like he's just like wrecking aquaman oh that's right yeah because like, he's like who are you and black man is like you remember this and he's like <laughs> sword, his sword comes out you know and he had you know which he had at the beginning of the movie 
And so, you know, Black Man is like just blowing shit up with his helmet. And he, and he, even do, and he, do, he does the line where he's like, you can call me Black Manta. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Because <laughs> you got to know that. my name. Exactly. And so uh, it turns out Black Manta's new Atlantean technology can hurt Aquaman because previously he had tried like stabbing him with his swords and knives and all that stuff. And it was just bouncing off. Bullets were bouncing off Aquaman yeah. and that kind of thing. So now this new Atlantean tech is like wrecking Aquaman's shit. I've got Atlantean steel. Exactly. Yeah. I So... That, and and you pointed out a really good point about this. So if you guys remember, we talked about Dad Mana giving Black Mana a knife. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the movie with a manta guard. With a manta on on the like on the blade, right? They're really into that theme. Yeah, the, yeah, hitting you over the head with it basically. <laughs> but if you remember, Cody, and you brought this up, and that you made a really good point. He pulls that mana knife out and he stabs Aquaman in the shoulder with it. Yeah. You know, the all the knives and swords at the beginning of the movie bounced and broke off of Aquaman, right? But so, this one goes right in. But this one goes right through, and this is a knife from World War II. Yeah. So, so like I mean they didn't really necessarily make it very clear if he did like put on some Atlantean steel over it or reforge it or whatever the fuck. And it's just like a dumb, like only like nerd people like me would but no, like, I mean, connect a, that in my brain. That's a good point though, because like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna have something like that, like a plot point where Aquaman is invulnerable to all this crap and now he's not, right? You need to to even with just a, a quick like three seconds. If Dad Mant had been like and it, some say it's made out of Atlantean steel. Or, or like or like, like some say like he got it down in the deep in the depths of the ocean or some yeah. shit like that. You know, like something like that. Or even while he's making all this black man attack, if he's just like hammering away at it with like a like hot steel around the edges of yeah. it, right? Showing that he's like adding to it or reforging it or something like that. That would have cut that little tiny plot hole, plot point out. And who knows, maybe it's in a deleted scene, you know, no. that, that didn't make the final cut. Who knows? Um but I I I mean you say it's a stupid nerdy little point, but I mean that is a and that that's an important plot thread. Like Black Mana couldn't beat Aquaman at first because his tech wasn't up to snuff, right? Yeah. Now his tech's up to snuff and he's thumping Aquaman really good. Anyway, we eventually get to what I consider probably the coolest CGI scene in the movie. Mara gets like knocked into this wine house, and you know, Mara can water bend, of course, right? And she is surrounded by like hundreds and hundreds of bottles of wine, right? Very expensive. Very expensive looking <laughs> wine, right? And so I, I can't remember if it's Black Man or if it's one of the Power Rangers. No, it's, it's the Power Rangers. Is, okay, so so like it looks like she's like done for, right? And then she looks around, she realizes like what she's surrounded by, right? And she just starts like, ah, and all the wine starts breaking out of the bottle. Like blood. And, and, and it awesome. looks like blood, yeah. It's like this big red wall of water and she just goes, knocks this dude out of this wine house. It's really, really neat scene. Really well done CGI in my opinion. And Mary's actress, of course, did a really good job of, you know, just, ah, just making it really neat. Well, eventually Aquaman prevails over Black Mana. He gets his ass kicked and he gets thrown over like a cliffside. He, he team knock- rocket blasts off again. He does team rocket blast off again. And then, you, you know, you see him like fall into the ocean essentially. Yeah. And you, you of course, everyone's like, well, he, we're not done. We're, we haven't seen the last yeah. of him because he's not dead, dead, you know, whatever. So... Aquaman and Mera eventually make their way. Mera takes a boat from the harbor. And it's a, it, this was a really funny part. He's like, where'd you get this boat? And she's like, aren't all the boats on the harbor for free public use? And he was like, uh, no. <laughs> he's like, you stole this. Yeah. <laughs> so they're taking a boat. And you get your quiet moment. Yeah, you get your quiet moment. They have to go to the Trench Kingdom. Yeah. 
So they use uh, the trench monsters from the New 52 storyline of Aquaman pretty well, in my opinion. They're basically these like deformed fish people that live so deep down in the and ocean. They're really cool looking. Yeah, and and they're 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 afraid of light, you know that kind of thing. So you know, Mara's like, we have to go down to the trench because this is the next clue for finding you know the Trident of Atlan. They go through this crazy cool fight scene using flares and things like that, um, and they do this one cool scene where they jump under the boat underwater and you know they're they're using the flare to push away all the the fish people right yeah. and you can see underwater the flare and there's and then so many it's, of just, them. it's like this school of fish people and like you know their silvery scales are reflecting underwater really really cool like way of shooting that right so eventually they go through this big chase they see light at the end of this like trench tunnel right and they go you know down into it the light kind of blinds all the the, the fish people yeah. and everything and they get sucked into like an underwater tornado with lightning, lightning and it's yeah a- Turns out it's a portal. So it's a portal. Lost. Yeah. (laughs) So they get sucked into this portal and they get spat out. And then there's this woman covered in like armor of all the creatures that have been around them, you know, and and some white text that says the center of the earth. That's right. Yeah. It says the center of the earth. And uh, so this woman fights off some of the monsters over their unconscious bodies. Right. And then like they kind of flip over back into consciousness. Woman takes off her helmet. Bump, bump, bump. It's Aquaman's mom who he thought was dead this whole time. Yeah. Which actually I... It wasn't cheesily done. I was kind of anticipating because they, they again, didn't really... They just kept saying, oh, she was banished. Oh, she was banished. So in my head, I was like, there's a little bit more to that plot thread. And like, I know you haven't seen it, so I'm going to do a a quick spoiler alert for everybody who's listening. There's another movie that does something very, very similar to this that came out in the summer. Anybody who's listening to this will know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So this idea is not original. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, you know, eventually Aquaman realizes his mom's alive. She apologizes. She couldn't, she can't leave the center of the earth. There's no way out. Right. And that's why she couldn't go find him. So they reconcile, you know, and everything. And, and I'm glad that they did this. And I'm glad that Aquaman didn't do the whole, like, why didn't you come find me? You know, blah, 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 blah. Like I was not petulant. I was, I was kind of anticipating that. I was afraid they were going to do that, but instead he was, he's very understanding. He's like, I'm a man and I got to go get this dry (laughs) boot. Eventually, you know, Aquaman's uh, mother's like, hey, look, you need to go get this trident, right? It's it's beyond that waterfall there under the water. And he's all like, I, I'm not a king, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's what makes you worthy of getting that trident. So he's like, all right, sucks it up, you know, and he, he goes in behind the waterfall, then under the ocean. And we see this huge uh, kraken type monster, you yeah, know, like Leviathan, a big Leviathan crazy. type thing. And uh, we hear it talk, right? Yeah. And she, and it's all like, you know, who do you think you're worthy? And you're the most unworthy. Yeah, exactly. Half breed. Yes, dumb half breed. And, uh, and it's like, you know, I haven't been, you know, able to eat in quite a while. I've, you know, I've bested all the champions and everything. There's like dead bodies everywhere. And you see, you see the corpse of King Atlan. He's, he's sitting Cl- in a chair. Clutching that trident. Clutching that trident, you know, his body's still there. The Aquaman armor is like on him, you yeah. know. This is where we see a cool, a really cool use of Aquaman's power to like calm ocean animals, right? Because he connects with the beast and the beast is all like, oh, you, you can under- understand me. And he's like, yes, I can. You know, I, I turned to Zach and I was like, I just wanted a friend. <laughs> yeah, right. It just wants a friend. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to try. And the beast is like, okay, but if you fail, I'm going to eat you, right? He goes up there, grabs the trident. And of course he's worthy, right? And so this is really neat, actually. So he grabs it and King Atlan's body kind of dissolves and like the, the suit on him kind of dissolves as well. It gets sucked into the, the trident. Yeah. 
And then we see the big reveal, you know. Like, if it had been an anime, there would have been, like, a cool, spinny, like... Sailor Aqu- Moon style. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman would have put on the... <laughs> I think... You know what? I think Jason Momoa is a cool enough guy. He would put on a Sailor Moon outfit. He would do it. He would like, just spin around. Or if it was, like, Gundam or Evangelion, he would have just, like, he yeah. would have just done the T-pose, and it would have... <laughs> Oh, Lord. Speaking of Jason Momoa being a cool dude, I saw a tweet from him this morning. He wrote in Japanese, he wrote ramen and then kaidama, which just means like another one. And so he was eating ramen and he's like, ah, ramen. And then he goes, kaidama, which is like another, which is yeah. something you say in a, in a ramen restaurant. And the woman laughs and she's like, kaidama desu ka? Like another one. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I realized I was like, I could, I could be friends with Jason Momoa. <laughs> I could, I could, we could, we could be bros. I'm, I'm like, all, I'm a fourth of his body size, but we could, we could be bros. Yeah, you're one of his legs. But. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of his legs. <laughs> but anyway, he, be, he becomes Aquaman. He becomes Aquaman. So he comes out of the waterfall. We see the reveal of like the the, the traditional Aquaman costume, you know, the orange scales. Which it's more um, gold than it is orange, but I'm not going to. Well, I, I, I appreciated that, actually. I was it glad. it looks like armor. It does. And it's it looks like armor that is that is flexible, right? Yeah. And, and movable like scale armor, you know, which I, I thought was a good choice. It's better than a jumpsuit. It's better than uh, that thing that Ocean Master actually wears, which looks like a giant muscle suit. That's true. Yeah, it's 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 better than a lot of uh, previous Aquaman costumes and choices, yeah. right? Um, it looks pretty close to what you would see in uh, like Injustice, the the video games and stuff yeah. like that. So it's pretty close to that. So anyway, Aquaman, you know, is like, okay, I've got the Trident now. Let's get out of here and let's like stop this war from happening, right? Meanwhile, so meanwhile, while all this has been happening, there's another sl- like a subplot happening, you know, and we, we've kind of ignored it. But I think it's easier rather than like trying yeah. to find every point, you know, I think it's better to like now address Ex- this subplot. Yeah, expl- explain what Orm's been up to. So uh, Orm's been up to, you know, gathering up all the uh, the oceans, all the ocean kingdoms. He's gone in, he's threatened people and made them bend the knee and kill and, people and kill people, you know, he's got the, he's a, he's got the fish people. Yeah. Uh, he finds out Valco has been trying to help, you know, Aquaman overthrow him and he you know kind of arrests him and says give yeah. him a room with a view and all that stuff you know and eventually it boils down to he needs like one more army to uh become ocean master right yeah. and so he puts on he goes ahead and he puts on the ocean master armor yeah. right with the the red lenses and the the big like spine fish he, helmet he, he got the look and you know, even though it's very like, uh, unfortunately, especially towards the end of the movie when he takes the helmet off, and or I'm not gonna get to that po- plot point yet, but he takes the helmet off at one point at the end of the movie, right? You can see it on his shoulders and his arms, especially. It's so heavy CG. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, how hard would it have been to make an actual damn costume? It probably would have just been really heavy. Like, I mean, if it's a big metal helmet, sucks to suck, man. I mean, you're in a big old movie, lifting weights, getting paid to be like buff and shit. Yeah, just but like, wear a wear a damn costume. Like, man. just imagine everything from like your pecs up is made of. Brother, metal. man, I don't want to hear it. You know those guys in the Ninja Turtles movies had to put on an extra hundred pounds when they put on those rubber turtle suits, and then they had to do all their stunts. Okay, fair enough. You know what? And and those guys, like, okay, the the guy that was a uh, Michelangelo in Ninja Turtles two and three, Nick Palma, really cool dude. He's my size. And he put on those hundred pound turtle suits and was able to like do flips and kip, kip ups and nunchucks and shit like that. I don't want to hear that these buff like Hollywood no. dudes that are like fucking 250 and ripped to shit with a body fat percentage of 2% can't like get into a foam suit. Oh, it's too heavy for me to act and to fight in this. <laughs> Fuck off with that. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So I just, I just wish they had done more like of a actual suit yeah, I got versus it. a CGI suit for Ocean Master because like, 
Jason Momoa's suit isn't CGI. You can tell, right? Yeah. At least for the majority. Of, like, I'm sure there were parts and bits and pieces where they had to make it CGI, right? Especially for, like, the aqua, the underwater fighting scenes. But, like, he's in an actual, like, breathing, moving around physical suit. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, Ocean Master eventually he's got puts the on the mantle. People. He's got the fish people. He's got uh, the other uh, kingdom. He's got Mara's father's uh, kingdom. So, uh, they, got, they got an army. They got this huge army. So, they got to go fight the crab people, essentially. <laughs> and the crab people are all like... You're not going to have us bend your knees even if you have all the power in the oceans. You know. Why not Zoidberg? You know, why not him? Why not Zoidberg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're they're well animated. And though. for some odd reason, they have an army that is comparably sized to like three other kingdoms put together. I mean, you know how many eggs crabs have? <laughs> I don't. I'm just asking. No. But I'm sure it's that's why, because they're crab people. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're well animated, though. They're, they're yeah. not cheesy looking. This isn't no fucking, you know, stepping wolf's army from justice league yeah, and, and like, they got like and, and they're like i love all the like underwater tech like everything looks cool and the, they got and, sharks with laser beams on their heads and that brings us to another good point is like you know all these people have like shark mounts and seahorse like, sea mounts and, and like the crab people have like giant like those alaskan crab things right are, like huge there's like there's like battle sea turtles and shit like that you know uh, really cool. whales it's all well animated all that cgi right um i i I know i've dunked on the cgi like two or three times in this movie because i would prefer realism over cgi but that being said when we they do cgi in this movie they do it well it's it's well done everything looks as realistic as it can right and it's not overwhelming that's the big thing it's not like everything everything is there it's not shot in a confusing manner it it's all easy to digest and again i think that's why aquaman has done better than justice league and all that shit right because do you remember how much of a blur the fight scene in batman versus superman when batman superman and wonder woman are fighting uh 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 troopers no no at the very end of the movie steppenwolf uh no at batman versus superman who's uh Oh, Doomsday. Doomsday, thank you, thank you. I kept wanting to say Dark Side and that wasn't right. Yeah. So well, you, do you remember how much of a blur that was yeah. though? Oh, I crap like when they're when they're fighting the paratroopers in Justice League, you remember how much of a blur that was? That, yeah, that was a bad like, like, like ten thousand paratroopers chasing the Batmobile with Aquaman on top of it. Yeah, I mean like I, that's the thing, is like CGI has to it has to do two things for for me at least, right? It has to convince me that this is as real as they can make it look. Yeah. And it also has to be easy to process and understand understand because i am so fucking done with major cgi battles and scenes at, ever since transformers yeah. right first transformers movie i kind of was like eh, well, okay whatever you know but then like we go on from like two to whatever the fuck to last night so that's two to five right yeah you know we see two to five and those scenes get so confusing you get so lost yeah. you know and we've hit the pinnacle of what you can do and like there's no real reason to keep trying to upscale it exactly like- so aquaman does a good job of of kind of pacing things out, showing details on things without getting too lost in everything, yeah. right? Because it was really easy to follow all these fictitious CGI fight scenes and battles. And I think that's one of the biggest strengths of Aquaman because if the CGI wasn't good and easy to follow, right, this would have been a pretty bad movie because, you know, you're basically trying to shoot a movie about an underwater fictitious scientific society with a bunch of sea critters, right? And if they didn't look good, 
And if you didn't understand what the hell was going on, Jason Momoa's pecs can only carry the story so much, yeah. right? Well, I don't know. He, he probably could. That guy's pretty big and dreamy. So <laughs> he, could, he can carry me if he wants. Anyway, so this whole thing has been going on, right? Ocean Master has essentially you know, amassed this army. He's trying to become Ocean Master in, in title officially, yeah. right? And this is when we see Aquaman just burst out from under With trying like to stop him. giant Cthulhu giant, monster. Like, yeah, like old Elder God Cthulhu <laughs> crab monster dude. And it's a really well done scene and everybody's like what is that thing <laughs> yeah, like, what are those <laughs> but, but you know he's got the the trident right and yeah. so that's when people slowly start like oh yeah, he's got like the trident. mirror's dad sees him as like he truly is the king of Atlantis. yeah right <laughs> And so, of course, Ocean Master doesn't accept this, right? And so they have their big fight scene. They're jumping from, like, animal to animal, fighting each other. And then eventually they get to the top of a ship above water. I think, I think it's the top of, like, the of his, like, hammerhead star yeah. destroyer thing. Essentially, yeah. And so this is where it redeemed itself, uh, fight choreography-wise, for me, because you actually do get to see Aquaman and Ocean Master actually duke it out. And this, it redeemed itself because it didn't use as much CGI as that first fight between the two of them, right? Which is why I didn't like that first fight in that lava ring at all, because it was just three minutes of them, like CG versions. Bouncing like, off each other. Bouncing off each other, you know, in a, in a terrible imitation of Dragon Ball Z or something like that, yeah. right? Whereas in this time, they're actually fist fighting, they're using their tridents like staffs and fighting each other, right? And even though there's a little bit of CG, like when they use like their water powers and stuff like that, it's all actual actors doing fight choreography, right? Yeah, I mean, and it, like, it feels like you could witness this and it, you wouldn't be sitting there like, what is happening? Exactly. And so then it also ties in an earlier plot point very well so earlier in the movie it shows valco trying to teach aquaman how to do this like spinning trident technique you know whirling up a bunch of water and of course aquaman remembers this technique at the end of the movie now yeah, I even right turned to you in the movie theater and i was like he's gonna do the spinning trident thing right exactly so he does it he deflects uh, ocean master's trident and eventually he breaks it right and he kind of holds his trident at you know ocean master's throat and he's all like i win you know and that kind of thing but he's he's graceful about it you know he's approachable about it yeah and then all of a sudden their mom shows up exactly and she's like, my son, stop. And he's like, I thought you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I looked at you and I was like, I swear to God, if he says Martha, I'm leaving right now. I'm leaving right now. <laughs> like every DC man it just has a problem with their mom. I know, right? I, don't, I can't wait to see what Cyborg's hang up with his mom. Uh, I think the Cyborg movie has actually been canceled. Uh, oh, did it? I think so. Oh, I don't right. know. It might have been rescheduled. But anyway, so we eventually get to, you know, the, the, the ending, the resolution, right? Everyone kind of respects Arthur as Aquaman and uh, he puts puts an end to the war, you know, and everything. He says, we have to try and coincide or peacefully, you know, live with the, uh, the air breathers and that kind of thing. I liked this a lot. He looks at Ocean Master as they take him away, right? And he's like, hey, when you're ready, come talk to me. You know, he, he's not a dick about it. He's not a dick about, like, taking his half-brother away from the throne yeah. and, and being everything. He, he realizes that, like, he had good intentions, but just, you know, you know good intentions, right? Yeah. They, they, they pave the road to, I forget what the saying it's, it's good, good intentions. Good intentions pave the road to hell i think is something like that right um but eventually you know he he, he's like hey you know i'm i'm aquaman i'm the king of atlantis you know i'm just a guy blah blah blah. we get a nice scene where aquaman's mom and dad get to finally see each other again after all these years you know that they're all lovey-dovey he's at the end of the dock and she's there at sunrise like she said she would be it's it's the it's the tear-jerking moment i mean it's it's well done you know it wasn't too cheesy it was good and then of course you know we we get this cool scene of aquaman like flipping through the ocean and everything he's like going at high speeds and they jumps up 
nice nice shot at the end there and he's like i'm aquaman and that's essentially it in a nutshell that's aquaman and that's the majority of the high points we did skip little details we here didn't and there. skip much though we, that's true we told i don't know if we look movie. at this review yeah we're about an hour in so yeah um so then that leads us to the the mid-credits scene Okay, so that conspiracy theorist at the like near the very beginning of the movie, right? Who's all like, "It was Atlanteans that like <laughs> fucked us up." Right? Atlanteans, Atlanteans, right? Um, we see Black Mana wake up, and he's in this dude's house. Well, no, and- no. First, he's on like you see his body floating on a piece of wood. Oh, that's like, right, Titanic yeah. style. No, yes, absolutely. You're correct. Yeah, that's right because open. I made that's right because I made a Jack. I made a, a, a don't let go Jack joke when that happened. That's right. You're thank you. So we see Black Mana like floating on a piece of wood, and then the conspiracy theorist is like leaning over the edge of a boat. Right? <laughs> he's, so like, he's like, I got him. He's like, yeah. Oh, hey. So grabs him. Then Black Mana wakes up in his in his like you know laboratory or whatever. There's all the conspiracy theorists like strings and like <laughs> yeah, newspapers. And Every conspiracy theorist starter kit. You yeah, know, you got the board. Got the board. You got the messy desks. You know. I wonder if they sell that at Office Depot. They're like, here's your conspiracy theorist starter kit. You've got all this, the yarn. And here's a ball of yarn. Yeah. <laughs> here's your cork board. And here's all your like uh, uh, messy ramen noodle cups. <laughs> but um, he wakes up, you know. And uh, he wakes up to the conspiracy theorist, Dr. I think it's Kim Shin, Dr. Shin, I think is his name. Yep, Stephen Shin. So he wakes up, and the car- the conspiracy theorist, Doctor Stephen Shin, is like kind of tweaking with the black mana helmet, and of course, black mana is like, "I wouldn't do that." And of course, the moment he says that, it shoots a big laser through the hole of his laboratory, you know. And he's like, "This is Atlantean tech." And he's like, "Can you show me where this got where you got this?" And he's like, "If you can do one favor for me." And he's like, "Find that guy." And he throws a <laughs> knife, you know, throws the black yeah. mana knife at the, you know a picture of Aquaman on the board there. So. I think this, I think a sequel, I think Aquaman 2 would be really good. Especially if if it's made this much money. (laughs) Yeah. I think a sequel is definitely in the works if, as long as it's, you know, critically well received, that kind of thing. I I think Aquaman versus Black Mana being the focus of a movie would be better than a lot of the world building because it did slow the pace down for this movie a lot with a lot of the exposition and the backtracking and everything. And I guess that's why they felt like they needed to interrupt every bit of exposition with a fucking explosion. Yeah. You know, I don't know, to keep people's attention. Overall though, Cody... What did you think about Aquaman? I, mean, I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, I don't think it's as good of a movie as Wonder Woman. I don't either. It's definitely a better movie than BVS or Justice League or Man of Steel or Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad. <laughs> I really wish they had done all the Justice League characters like this. This movie is not perfect or even really great if you think about it because there are flaws to it. But yeah. it, it's fun. It's enjoyable. It takes the premise of Aquaman, which a lot of us, you know, are like, ugh, Aquaman, right? Yeah. And makes it into like a really cool, palatable, easy to digest character with a neat story, very interesting environment, you know, and setting and a pretty halfway decent like lore and mythos to him, you know, nothing too deep or astounding. Right. But it, 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 it was fun nonetheless, you know, thinking about like ancient technologies and ancient civilizations and all that stuff. Right. And I think it does a good like homage to you know, what Aquaman is in the comics while giving us a new version that we can appreciate and enjoy, right? Yeah. And again, I will die on this hill. This movie should have come out before Justice League. Yes. I would have not, I would have had... You would have liked Aquaman, maybe. Because, because like... You would have understood him. Because in this movie, he wasn't like a dick 24-7 like he was in Justice League, right? He was like, he was abrasive to his destiny, but 
eventually he accepted it while staying himself, right? While staying like a dude, right? Because yeah. if you remember when it, he's like, he's like, what do we do now? And she's like, you have to lead Atlantis. And he's like, oh boy, this yeah. is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. And like, like that. well, I, another one of this though is like, it's the, like the Joseph Campbell, like store, like story circle. Yeah. Yeah. The hero's journey. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's, it literally just follows that format. It so does. I mean, like that's also why it's a good movie because they, they, they took the oldest formula in the book. And, and, and worked with it, it yeah. worked well with it, right? But, like, when you compare this Aquaman to Justice League's Aquaman, like, the Justice League Aquaman is just flat, boring. I don't like him. Yeah. It, he's he's very one-dimensional. He's like, hey, look, I'm Aquaman and I drink. Yeah. I'm Aquaman and, and I and I cut everyone, you know, I, I undermine everyone's I, opinions. I'm here to be emasculating to everybody else because exactly. I'm such of a man. Exactly. <laughs> brum, brum, brum. I wish they had done that in Justice League. I would have, I would have, I would have at least chuckled a couple times during Justice League. But this, this, this shows what DC can do. Yeah. Wonder Woman and this are good DC films. And I hate to admit it, but like what DC has, uh, what Warner Brothers and DC has been doing with their movies lately has put a big distaste for DC, you know, on my comic palette. I don't read that much DC anymore. I, uh, DC's kind of off my radar at this point because I don't like what they're doing with their characters. I don't like that they're just constantly like, oh, we're deeper than Marvel. We're <laughs> edgier than Marvel. We're darker than Marvel, whatever, right? And maybe that's not what they're trying to purport. But at least that's what I'm getting out of the perception from it, or at least from my perception of it. I don't know, man. I just, I want this kind of crap. I want Wonder Woman in this yeah. with, with my Batman, with my Superman, with my Green Lantern, with my Flash, all that stuff, right? I mean, we'll see with Shazam. Like, I, I think Shazam's well, going to be good. Be- see, that's the thing. Like, we both thought, think, like, from the trailer, think Shazam will be a better movie than this one. Yeah. When we first had that initial discussion yeah so i mean if it's better than this one like we you know we might be on the upswing we might we might finally be on an upswing you know i mean supposedly titans on the dc uh streaming service is supposed to be pretty good actually i haven't seen it yeah i wouldn't i haven't either that's something we, we'll have to tackle another day <laughs> well, we're know. gonna have to split a subscription i can pay 10 bucks for a month for us to shotgun titans you know it's it's just this is a a modern fresh take on a character without you know weighing it down with too much baggage from the comics without you know doing this whole like oh look we're darker and deeper and more you know uh i don't know dynamic than marvel because that's the biggest argument against marvel comics and movies right is everything is is too flashy too goofy yeah this movie's plenty goofy this movie's (laughs) plenty flashy yeah right but it still manages to deliver a good heartfelt message with a, a well-developed de- and rounded character and be a good superhero story. So therefore, I, I like this movie. I like it a lot. I don't know if I'd put it in like my top 10 or anything like that. No, definitely not. <laughs> but it's, it's a good movie. It's a good yeah. movie to sit down and enjoy. I like it. And I'm happy that we have this movie. You know, maybe one of these days I'll grab an Aquaman poster and throw it up here in the office. I've got a couple of posters lying around. I'm waiting to frame. So maybe we'll throw some Aquaman love here in the office. Have a good time. But Cody, any last thoughts on Aquaman? Um, no, not really. I hope that, like, I hope we get a sequel. I'm weird, though, because I've been on board with all of the Justice League stuff so far. Like, in terms of Earth DC Universe stuff, I guess. Like, none of these movies have been, like, dumpster fires to me, but I'm really easily pleased as well. Like, I... Because I can find... Like, I can watch Justice League just for Zombie Superman. Like, I can literally watch that entire terrible movie just to watch that 10-minute bit, and I'm perfectly fine. Same with uh, Suicide Squad. I can watch that entire terrible movie just for, like... The cool little bits in it, which are escaping 
saving me at this moment because I've purged most of that movie from my brain, honestly. But as I'm sure should, as you should. I could find some cool things in that movie because mm. I, I know I did back when it came out. No, I, I get that. And I, I appreciate that because usually the shoes on the other foot in this case, I'm usually the one telling you like, hey, there's this positive thing. There's this yeah, positive and thing. And I'm the one being pessimistic. <laughs> right, right. Um, But good, good. Go, you know, tell your friends about Aquaman. Sit down, have a good time. Watch Jason Momoa's pecs. You know, bounce in the wind. You know, it's 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 a good time. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll ever buy it, like for home release or anything like that. You know, I don't. I think the only DC movie I have on Blu-ray is that <laughs> joke copy that my wife got yeah, with Justice League. God, that was that was a bad day. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I'm. It's, it's just a good time. Alrighty, Cody. It's time for our heroic hypothetical. We're gonna tie off the episode with this here. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. So if you could pick. One animal, one one sea creature to talk to, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know because I don't like water. So <laughs> you want I'm, me to answer first, and while well, you think? Nah, I'm gonna say an octopus. I an think, octopus? I think they're smart. They'd be cool. I'd ask them how they keep up with all those legs. <laughs> That'd be good. I think I would talk to a sea turtle. I think I'd talk to sea turtles. And it sounded like the Nemo one is <laughs> All right, dude. And yeah. Just like, oh, this is a mistake. Hang ten, brah. Hang ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. So, folks, if you have any suggested topics, comments, questions, concerns, or anything like that, you can email us at panelpicturespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Zach Platinum for my other show, uh, Platcast, which is a PlayStation-themed podcast. And, of course, you can find Cody on Twitter at OrangeAvenger, so that's Avenger without the E there. Cody is so very active on Twitter, or at least I've he's going to be by the time. all of two posts. <laughs> or at least he's going to be by the time uh, this airs, because I'll force him to be more active. You got to at, at least retweet something every now and then or like something. I mean, Jesus, I, you're following like 60 people on Twitter yeah. and you have like four followers. I'm, I'm a lurker. You're <laughs> a lurker. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's fine. So until next time, guys, uh, take care of yourselves. Go watch Aquaman. It's a pretty good time. And as always, stay super. Bye-bye. Goodbye. That's that's how we need to start the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just an <And> explosion. <laughs> 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 oh goodness! All right. What's a better movie than Aquaman? What? Broly. <laughs> <laughs>